up in the sky it's a bird it's a plane it's another superhero franchise film but do we really want more of these or does hollywood need to go back to the drawing board we talk comic book movies next on over under fair oh i got a live one here Welcome to Over Under Fair. We've just been sued by the estate of Prince, and my name is Dave Roldan. Uh, jumping over here to my left, Lacey McGraw, introduce yourself. Hey. <laughs> Coming across the table, Jason Pinkham. <laughs> you put Lacey on cloud nine. <laughs> this will be the happiest show we record. <laughs> and over here on to my right, welcoming us with that glorious Prince intro, Roger Castillo. This audio fucking Q genius. <laughs> You might have played ten grand for that fist, but that fucking music drop was. Oh yeah, drop. And as soon as and as soon as I dropped, and as soon as I cued it, it was just. It was it was, it was well perfection. Done. Yes. That's what I live for. That's what I jerk off to. Yeah, and that <laughs> is as good a place as anywhere to start our show. <laughs> Jerking off. If you're, hey, if, you, if you're gonna orgasm, you may as well do it to print. To be fair, if it's anything these franchises become, it's an exercise in masturbating. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> next week on Over Under Fair masturbation <laughs> underrated. <laughs> yeah, we all just come out and go. Yep, yep. then we leave. <laughs> no, this show this this is what we call laying up. <laughs> this yeah. is called. What do you guys want to do? I don't know. What's easy? This one. Yeah. All right, we'll go with it. But that's okay. We'll we'll be fair about it. All right. It's so, easy because we got a lot to they got a lot of meat to chew so on here. If if you want to know what it is that we are going to be meeting and being fair to, <laughs> uh, the it is comic book movies. I don't want to limit us to just the MCU as is a popular topic of conversation, but this is going to encompass that and so much more. Hopefully, uh, uh, we'll see. Uh. We will see as we go over this. So let's get a general feeler on the table. Um, I'll just go ahead and start myself. I am so, so sick of superhero properties and anything attached to it. I am done. I've seen all the capes and flying and superpowers I think I ever need to see. That that's where I'm coming from. I kind of feel like I kind of feel like all of this is overrated. <laughs> Lacey? I think that superhero movies and comic book movies are fun. Um, I think it, we've become oversaturated. But I am still looking forward into the future for the long-awaited Wonder Woman movie that is coming out. You do have that to be hyped for. Yes, please. You know, if I may add to that, she was the only enjoyable part of that pile of shit that came out in March. I'm saying I'm just saying she's great and I look forward to her movie so uh, also looking forward to things Jason how yeah. how do you feel about all of this uh, I'm gonna say fairly rated because they make their money and the good ones are good but the bad ones are so bad and the template has been it uh, the mold has been cast so strongly that it is impossible now to make a truly great film so I say fairly rated because it's still fun I still will go to all most of them. 
but some of them are really grating on my patience. Case in point, the entire DCU. Roger. I really believe that uh, if given creative freedom, the opportunity to make a good superhero movie can still exist and still happen. I think a lot of studios are looking at it as cash cows, but I think the way, and I, I never thought in a million years I'd say this too, but the way Disney's doing with Marvel, some of those movies are not bad, and they're setting up to be the way they're doing the timelines and mixing everything together. The fact you got Robert Downey Jr. still being Iron Man in all these movies, that new Wolverine movie, that new Logan movie that actually looks pretty promising. Um, I think that when it is when people, when the executives go, oh, okay, we still need a good story? Yeah, no shit. That allows that to happen. Um, I don't think, I mean, it would be nice to even see book, you know, more like dark, like graphic novels like The Watchmen and V for Vendetta, those kind of things. I, I mean, even a good Swamp a Swamp Thing movie, I would like to see that and kind of... All right, yeah, I will I will take back my previous statement. If they make a good Swamp Thing, I will go see that. Yeah. Uh, not <laughs> that, saying, I will. Yeah. I will oh, I, my God, if they made a Kingdom Come... No, I'm, oh, I'm just saying, like, yeah. there's... <laughs> my, my point don't is... Don't even tease you. There's there's ways they can go about it. I mean, they Days of the Future Past was actually not bad. It was actually not bad. I mean, cause all things considering, wasn't bad. I didn't see it. Um, it wasn't. No, yeah, I thought, you did. No, X Men oh. Days of Future Past. Oh, what's the third one? Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Okay, yeah, I didn't see Apocalypse. That's not yeah. that. No, I, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, Days of the Future, Days Past, of the Future was good. Past is great. Yeah, right. and here's the thing: there's there's Secret Wars. There's the Entire, there's a lot of things you can still do and do it correctly. Yeah, they're gonna, and they're going, point. and they're going to do the Secret Wars. I, I, I agree with you. They're, they're even going to do a zombie one I, for some reason because zombies still can sell. I don't know. Zombies are kind of out right well, now. Well, that was well, you got the Walking Dead, and that's it. Yeah, but that story arc that they did Marvel a few years ago with the zombies, Marvel zombie sucks. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was yeah, that was a terrible idea. But right. we're we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, but the point is, it can be done if the story control is right. There's always a good right. story, and and even you know, there's even like I said. Touch the graphic novels that haven't been touched, and you got yourself a good story. All right. Fair enough. Um, Jason, look like you wanted to say something. Well, if I may just add to that, can we just stop seeing the death of the Waynes and Uncle Ben? Well, Please. no. We need origins, right? Doesn't everything uh, my, need an origin story no, that's, all the that's, time? Okay. Always. Here, okay. Let's let's start. We, we're, we're throwing out everything before Batman 89 for the purpose of this discussion. For for the interest of time, yeah. we kind of have to. Because this could be not, a nine-hour podcast. There's not a lot. There's not a lot to cover prior to there's Batman Superman. 89. And Superman is important because Superman really is kind of a touchstone for a lot of people. As like, I can't believe they finally did this and put like my favorite superhero on screen. And I'm sure that was a giant, giant deal to people that cared about that. Then you know, you finally believe a man can fly and all that stuff. Made three hundred million in nineteen. And Superman was—it's a serviceable movie. It's fun yeah. enough. It's hokey and it's kind of silly, but not in a way that's like too shameful or like unenjoyable. Superman is a fine film. I still kind of enjoy it. And, uh, you know, Richard Donner has gone out of his way to, like, do director's edits for the second one to try to make that one a bit more palatable. I personally like the second one more, if we're going to talk about this real quick, because I like, like, the Zod and the other Kryptonians being there. It's hilarious. But all things being fair, let's we're going to move forward, and we're going to say the genesis of, like, the modern superhero concept for a film starts in 1989 with the release of Warner Brothers' Batman as directed by Tim Burton. A movie that made $411 million in 1989. Because Holy it was it was crap. the time. This was the right time yeah. to start breaking into some stuff and doing shit that we hadn't really dealt with that much, you know, like we said prior to this. Um, the movie is pretty good still. I think the movie is way, way better than I think some people are willing to give it credit for, if only because it showed everybody, like, that there, were, there was worth behind <laughs> making these properties. 
more available because you know comic books are a very niche thing they're still kind of a niche thing like actual comic books more people go see these movies but that showed an uptick in comic book sales and it's still decent but it's not like the 90s heyday of comic books after it spawned from batman like batman kind of directly led into that happening Mm -hmm. also it was also like a culmination of some of the greatest artists and story guys coming in at like all the guys that would go form image were all working at marvel and dc you know your Chris Claremonts and your uh, Todd McFarlane's and all these guys that are doing like some good art and real good work. So there's all these things happen at once and that results kind of from Batman being a huge deal. It also opens the door and it tells the studios or directors that you are permitted to take an existing property and so long as you are faithful to the spirit of the original property, you can fuck with it a little bit. Oh, and they do. Yeah. They, they stretch. This well, movie stretches. I was going to jump in. in uh, I don't want to jump too far if you wanted to add to Batman, Lacey. Batman. Yeah. Because uh, my next one is t- the next big one, which is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But if you wanted to add to Batman, I don't want to cut you off on it. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> because, well, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles shows oh, you. Well, Prince did that soundtrack. That's yes, he did. I guess I can say, I guess <laughs> I I say, say that. for Batman that, okay, I guess I guess I can add a little bit to that. Um, my first exposure to Batman, and I know we're kind of going from, like, for movies, and we're going from 1980 on, but uh, 89 on. My first exposure to superheroes, period, was as a very young child watching reruns of the original Batman series. And then, for that matter, later on, the Superman series that was Mm. on television. Um, So that was literally what Batman was in my mind. Being that I was a little girl and I didn't have any brothers around me, like comic books just weren't a thing that was given to me. They weren't a thing that was around for me. I don't even think I really knew like comic (laughs) comic books were a thing. I just saw a superhero on TV. So for me to see like Adam West Batman... And then go in and see the Tim Burton. Like, that was dark for me. That was a lot of people's Batman, though. Yeah. Because there's no Batman property apart from that show for decades. Yeah. This was a huge reintroduction as Batman, the Dark Knight character. You know, everything was tinged black. Everything Mm -hmm. had shadows cast everywhere. Like, it was... Purple shadows. Yeah, it was a very... (laughs) But it was still a very dark, by comparison, film to everything that existed before it. Because they were borrowing from things like Frank Miller and... You know the comic, the graphic novels, and things that were being written at the time. Like, it's it owes a large debt to those things, but it it by itself because of what Tim Burton did with the production of that film, it lends itself to setting the template for what's coming for like the next fifteen years. Like, it informs everything that comes after yep. it. Yeah, before the second term will before get the later. second before the second wave. Yeah, but yeah, Thanks, this, um, but you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a is a good one to add because it's uh, a, a touchstone of my childhood. Certainly, I love that movie. I still love it. I still actually say it's good. I think it holds up. Yeah, for the purpose of this podcast, I only I'm going to bring up big big successes or huge failures. Mm. So that's kind of our timeline until we get to 2008, and that's where I think that we're going to really have debates. Mm. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is it's a movie that I think people look back on with heart shaped glasses because I've watched recently. Uh, one, two, and three, and people were like, "Oh man, that first one's so great! It's so it is. it's so dark, no, and it's a it's pile still, of crap." No, it's not. It's movie's still good. I just watched it like like eight months ago. Oh, I'm so agree to disagree that, on it then. That movie's great. I think it's <laughs> terrible. I think it just doesn't it it doesn't hold up to me at all. And maybe that's because I'm spoiled by the new ones. Everything maybe, is so. I I 
man, that movie is good. Like it's mm. it's got a good enough plot to where I'm actually interested in what's happening with the characters apart from turtles, and it's using them in a way that isn't so ridiculous. Like you know, one of them gets kidnapped at one point. You know, with Splinter being held up, and, and we're talking about the plot of Teenage Mutant Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Splinter being kidnapped by the Foot Clan and being like held up and talking to that kid, and they're Raph all, being they're rehabilitated all in a bathtub. All those bad kids are stealing stuff and they're dressed as ninjas. It's crazy. Sam it's, Rockwell getting an on-screen cameo. Dude, that movie is good. <laughs> like it's. If you take it for it's what fun. it is, if you take it for what it is at the time, and there aren't a lot of those things happening, like property stuff, that that cartoon was like a ridiculous kids cartoon, and yeah. they made like a movie out of it, like a movie movie. Mm-hmm. It still feels like a kids movie in parts when they're they get a couple of quips, but that's it. Like save that. There's some dark shit going on in that film. I'll man. give you that. And no, I'll and, give you that. I definitely think though that movie was like. It was geared towards children. Like it, it wasn't one of those movies that I think was like we're going to pull the adults in as well as because the kids. they were yeah. still gearing dark shit towards kids. There were yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street cartoons. Like yep. this is this is a part of, of an era of time that is completely like set gone. apart and it's yeah. gone. It's disappeared because you were allowed to pretty much market that shit to kids. Yeah, like the Friday the Thirteenth video game for the Nintendo. Yep. Like. They didn't mess around. Like they were making this shit for kids to watch, even yeah. though they were R ass movies. Like, yeah. And Ninja Turtles scales it back a little bit to make it a PG film, but that was it's walking the line of like a PG thirteen. Well, because there's like a potential rape involved, you know, with April O'Neil getting jumped on the subway. Mm-hmm. There's you know people getting like the turtles getting actually their asses handed to them in a couple of fights where there's like legitimate peril. Like this movie is not trying to be not for kids, but it certainly isn't pretending that you can't find enjo- like a darker adult themes in it. Well, New Line Cinema must have had a time machine and they heard this conversation because then they made Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, yeah. which is a pile of garbage. <laughs> yeah, well, An unquestioned because that vanilla is, ice concert yes, having because that is pile directed, of trash. That is made directly for kids. Because then they were like, yeah. oh my god, these turtles are a big deal. Let's churn out sequels. They can't use their weapons. Bad. No, yeah, <laughs> they're real bad. Let's make, it, let's make a movie about a bunch of ninjas who don't use weaponry. But you know what? At the same time, when I was a kid, I loved that. Oh, for oh, sure. I hated I mean, it. When I was a kid, I loved it. I, 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 remember, I remember Leonardo was my favorite turtle and i was like why is he he why is he not using his swords (laughs) i just was mad like why is he not using his swords and then ralph had those little size raf had those little size and i'm like well he has them why are they just on his waist what's the point are you just adding weight because weapons are dangerous yeah i know that's what we learned from that let's use sausages instead um so that leads kids don't play with size the, the next success which goes in the exact opposite direction of darkness and that is batman returns which Okay, I'll just put it out to the room. I think it's better than Batman 89. I agree. Okay, cool. I'm really glad you do. <laughs> oh, I 100% agree. Lacey? I'm, honestly, I haven't seen them side by side in a while. I watched Batman 89, like, shout out Josh Mathis. <laughs> I watched <laughs> Batman 89, like, last year, and it's the first time I've seen it in a while, but I have not seen Batman Returns. Batman yet. Returns is Re- dope. Jog my memory. Who is the villain in that one? Oh, the, the, penguin. the penguin. Penguin and Christopher Danny Walken. DeVito I don't know. And Christopher Walken. <laughs> I As can, Christopher Walken. I cannot uh, say whether or not I think that one, but I do remember liking that one with Danny DeVito as the hell. Penguin. So, yeah. yeah, I do remember liking that oh, one. Oh, Batman. Yeah. Hop from hell. Hop and, from uh, hell. Who else was in that movie? Lando Calrissian? Who, no, somebody. <laughs> hey, Batman. Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer plays Catwoman. Yep. She's in that movie. You looking like yeah. you're searching for a name you can't find. What, was Tom Waits? No. He was in Mystery Men. Hey, no. hey, don't don't get ahead. Oh, he my. was. We don't. We'll, we'll talk about Mystery. Uh, we're Men. just naming Tom Waits roles. I'm... He was in Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Down by Law. He was I in actually, Hellboy I'm 1. pretty sure I know all of Tom Waits' uh, filmography. 
But anyway. All right. Carry on. I got some, <laughs> I got some Google. Okay, so this ends this this enters a dark dark path for right. comic book movies. Before we jump on that though, I will say to Batman Returns credit, the reason this movie is as good as it is is because they turn they do hard pivot after this movie comes out for the next Batman movies, which we haven't discussed yet. But I think this movie stands up and holds like holds up and stands out in that it took weird chances with the material that they had established in the first Batman movie mm-hmm. and they make a bunch of weird decisions that I think pay off in general like you know uh, the really weird circus motif of the Penguins gang and like some of the more violent stuff they show on screen like this was a movie that was taking chances for being ostensibly a kid's property you know oh, what I yeah. mean because again We've he eats a raw fish on screen. He eats a raw fish on screen. And, yeah, bites that dude's hand. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it is a very, very strange movie. But He's a, terrifying. In a way that I think is actually really befitting the source material. Like, Batman is kind of a weird character yeah. and has a weird rogues gallery. Yeah. So it was it was portrayed well in this movie. To be fair, Batman Returns, what makes it great, at least for me personally, is that that is a Batman movie that is ostensibly without Batman. Oh, like, for he sure. is not no, the majority not of that movie. movie. And it kind of goes on, like, that movie and uh, the original Batman go on to inform the Batman animated series, which is the greatest superhero property ever created. So, Well, we're doing live on-screen movies. I know. Okay. I just wanted to give Batman the animated series its plug. It's the best thing of all time. Okay, so we enter a two-year period where the only two successful properties in the comic book movies that are released, which there are ten, the only two successful ones are The Crow and The Mask, and then... (laughs) One of which is good. I'll let you guess which one. The Crow. I mean, you Um, know... The Mask has its moments, but it's not a good movie. If you were like 10 when you saw The Mask, which I was, I was like 10 or 11. It was fun. It's fine. You know, like Jim Carrey was all on the top of the world. Right. It's whatever. But I have to stop on The Mask because it is because of The Mask that we get a series of garbage. It's Well, it's part of it because The Mask is also some dark shit, like the actual comic. And oh god, yeah, he's horrible. Yeah, but we've turned from that now. Like we we've had the Batmans and they're too dark and like, oh, these are kids movies and they shouldn't be violent. And then they go way in the other direction and that's when shit gets real bleak. Yeah, and The Crow was uh sort of like a backdoor success. It made 144 million. Uh I don't think it was expected to be that successful. No, it wasn't. It Some wasn't of that's on Brandon Lee's death. Some yeah. of it was. Some of it was, but yeah. it's still it's still good. Like I you know, we talked off air. Like it's kind of the movie that I know. The only people I know either have not seen it or it's their favorite movie ever. But I can fall in the middle and say that for what it is, it is good. It is definitely of its time, and it is it is enjoyable in so much as like a guy died making it, so you can't enjoy it fully. Like I feel bad when I watch it, right. but on screen, the movie is good. But it's not but it's a good character. It's not tied in as much to the the whole overarching comic bookness of it because most people Did didn't not, know yeah. that it is based on a comic book property. And the mask too. Like these are we're we're breaking into a time where the large scale superhero film has taken a back seat. Like Batman are the tent poles because we're getting a couple more of those and then that's actually else, in my next little everything list else is like, you know, we're going to touch on things like The Phantom and The Shadow. Like, yep. movies, weird 40s properties yep. that we're just pulling out of the ether. Like, oh, we should try to make this work. And, like, you know, because people still people still weren't on board for making, like, huge release comic books. So let's like, make a movie a about thing. Lamont Cranston. <laughs> hey, good job. Nice. <laughs> yeah, those movies all bad. Fun fact, I have seen nearly every one of these movies in the theater. Because I was <laughs> yeah. a kid, and yep. I, these all sounded like yeah. good ideas. And even as like an 11-year-old, I was disappointed how terrible all these things were. Okay, so we've entered a dark phase of comic book movies where The Shadow, The Phantom, and Batman Forever come out. 
right, Batman look, Forever uh, should be debated on hey, here. That's hey. I want to stop there. In 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 Batman Forever, the gay defense, Batman. In Batman Forever's defense, I was twelve, and that movie was the, the shit. gayest movie. It ever. was the best movie I had ever seen at twelve. Like I loved Batman. Yeah, Forever. you know I did. In, Batman Forever but, had a huge soundtrack. It was everywhere. It was, yeah, Batman Forever was giant Batman, when that came yeah, out. Batman was, Forever yeah. is I I feel like that is their biggest swing and miss a lot of people say batman and robin well because, batman and robin because it's batman no, no, and robin i know atrocious. but i think batman and forever is worse because you had better crew to work with maybe tim burton is still around he's a producer on that movie that doesn't he doesn't do much for the film though. i know he doesn't but you had you know you couldn't you should have reigned in jim carrey you shouldn't have gone so bombastic with uh tommy lee jones yes all that's true. val kilmer is a very competent actor and plays a competent batman but they get too busy bogging him down thinking about the death of his parents again I don't care. Like, why do they keep... I, that's one thing I'll never understand about Batman movies is why we have to revisit it in every single one. It's the touchstone of his entire character. I yeah, mean, but I don't need to if see, I'm it gonna anymore. see it anymore. I agree with you, but if we're going to reboot Batman, if we do it, that's like the one place I'm allowing it. Because it is like the whole genesis of his entire existence is based on that one thing. All right. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm sick of it, too, but I'm also just kind of sick of seeing capes. But that's... Carry on. Fair enough. That, But in, in Batman Forever is, I think the turn where they jump the shark that is where it happens that's where you know nipples on the bat suit you that, get nipples on the bat suit are not in batman forever the, go back and watch they're, they're not oh there. no that's the butt cheek batman that's i butt apologize cheek batman. butt yep. cheek batman that is the, sculpted yes. ass batman yes sculpted ass batman and uh oh, yeah. no security in the bat cave batman no security in the bat you're, cave. that's where you're taking it, it's insulting to your fan although base. to be fair alfred pretty much lets Vicky Vale down into the Batcave in Batman 89. Just like, oh, yeah, you can come down here. It's fine. Master Bruce won't care. Oh, <laughs> FYI, he's Batman. Woo! <laughs> All right. But anyway, we're, yeah, dead, we're dead. Okay, dead. fair enough. But he, you take a character that is supposed to be vaunted as the greatest detective ever, the most, you know, smartest man on the planet, whatever, richest, most successful, blah, blah, blah. And then you let the Riddler literally just walk into his cave. Now, I'm not a big Batman fan. I like the movies. I'm not a comic book fan. But I imagine if you are a Batman comic book fan, that is a slap in the face. That you like you all you needed was one scene of him picking a lock, right. like anything that would lead you to believe. Well, they did. They they well they got into the mansion and they found the secret thing by pushing the head. But he knew exactly where it was. They had to look for it for seven seconds. Ah, you're right. So I is, apologize. There's an exploratory period where they have to of figure seven out. seconds. Hey, it still shows it. <laughs> they pay it off. They pay off the exploration. <laughs> Anyway, okay. move past this. This movie sucks. Yeah, that movie sucks. So it, it was great when I was 12. It sucks now. We but enter a two-year period where there are no comic book movies made except for Barb Wire. Do we want to talk about Barb Wire at no. all? No. <laughs> no. No? Okay, we'll just move past Barb Wire. Um, we move to 1997, which has one good comic book movie and two steaming piles of shit. Uh, Spawn, which I make an, a case for as has a good concept but is the worst execution ever. I like the concept of the character of Spawn. I like that he is uh, blindly vengeful, but they get so... The word Wanda is said like 85 times in that script. And, you know, you have a devil, a digital devil that whose mouth doesn't sync oh, up God. with his Special words. Special effects are so bad in that movie. It's the worst. But they his, were bad then. They're but his suit now. is amazing. Like, his his... His tactile suit, when you see him, is really cool. Use your armor! <laughs> Use it! That movie is so bad. <laughs> All right, look. I can speak to this real quickly. I was a huge Spawn fan in the early 90s. Yeah, I was, I too. read Spawn. I read the comic. It's one I of watched the, the cartoon. It's one of the few comics I actually ever bothered to like stay serial with. I've... I was up through like big 70, image comics like, for a hot minute. I was up through like 70 issues of Spawn before I stopped reading it. I don't know why. I just kind of quit. But 
I remember being so excited to see this movie. Like, I was on the edge of my I'm seat. sorry. Pumped. Like, dude, they're making a Spawn movie. Oh, my God. It's going to be so great. And me and a couple of my friends who also read Spawn were like, yeah, Spawn. Oh, my God. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be bloody. It's going to be PG-13. Okay. Well, maybe it won't be as bloody, but that's okay. Wanda! We're all 14, so Wanda! we can't get into rated R movies. But whatever. We're going to go see Wanda. Spawn. It's going to rule. And Wanda! Spawn was fine. <laughs> dude, it's the whole movie. I know. I've seen it. <laughs> and you also have Batman and Robin come out that year. I don't think anything really needs to be said about that. Say, do we need like, to explore a subject that there's been hours of recorded? No. Yeah, okay, cool. We don't. Let's, also, let's, let's just say that it is terrible. And also, it, it is terrible, and it kind of kills the momentum of any kind of superhero properties going forward for the next few years. And what kills it even more is you take a height of his fame, Shaquille O'Neal, and you make him black Superman. Yeah, Shaquille O'Neal didn't care about that, though. Shaquille O'Neal had money. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal was there to just make I understand cash. that, but that steel you is... You Kazam? The movie sucks. No, he didn't I, care. Kn- I know. <laughs> like... I know. But I'm saying steel is your... That's your wake up drunk on a neighbor's couch moment. But did anybody expect that to be good? I mean, I, I can't don't know. remember. I, well, no. I know. Warner I, Brothers I, released it. I it was got a lot of promo. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but that you, doesn't mean it's going to be good. That's just because they have to promote their movie. Like, yes. not a single soul that I knew was like, oh, I want to go see Steel. Yeah. Nobody cared. Yeah, exactly. In fact, one of those, it was one of those movies, too, that came out in that summer, and I kind of laughed. I'm like, <laughs> What? Yeah, like what yeah. in the good hell is this? Yeah, can't, and they, then, like, can't they just make a Superman movie? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, they Fair were enough. trying. I mean, you yeah, know, no. for a different podcast, they tried to make a Superman movie then, but that didn't happen. Yeah. Watch the excellent "What Happened to Superman Lives" uh, documentary. It is the greatest. The death thing of you, Superman you will ever see. Yeah. Anyway. It's really great. You can find it on YouTube. Um, 1998 is when you have a lot of people like to say that act, uh, 2000s X Men is the turn for comic book movies where they start being taken more seriously. Start being more credible. I make the argument that it's 1998's Blade. I think Blade is uh, arguably a superior movie than uh, X Men. Yes, you are. I high. well, I I've watched both very recently. Uh, X Men has a lot more signs of its time to it. Yeah, so does Blade. Blade the Vampire Rave, the shitty fucking that movie still being made. The shitty fucking blood effects where my man blows up as a big blood balloon. Here's like, the thing, though, with movies like this. Like, I understand what you're saying. Like, <laughs> Settle down. Settle down, well, you're audience an X-Men. member. Yeah, you're... Yeah, okay, go ahead. Um, like, I understand, like, Blade was a comic book movie, but when you talk about movies like this, does that... How does that translate <laughs> when we're talking about, like, does the average person know that Blade was a comic book? No. I and don't think yeah. so. And I'm kind of inclined to agree with Lazy. Because I, I think, like, the average person knows that X-Men was, like, a comic book, and then it was a cartoon. My first exposure to it was cartoons, obviously, but mm-hmm. I was aware, moving forward, that it was a comic book. So, <clears throat> when you're talking about, like, the public perception and, like, how the public receives all these movies, and are they going to make more, I think... This is why we are now in this day and age saturated with your Batmans, your Supermans, your you know your X Men, your things like that because yeah. those are the more popular ones where we're talking about like legit cape wearing, superpower having, gadget having superheroes. And that so, did that definitely came from X Men. I w- I agree with you in part because Blade is the first movie to try to take the concept of what a superhero <laughs> is and make a decent film out of it. Like no, we can. We can, like, move this fast where we're like, okay, there's sort of an origin here, and there is a, a good and a bad, and you have all the plot points. And it does a superhero movie. It has a superhero movie feel. It's a comic book movie-esque. Mm-hmm. But 
as a property, that's X-Men is what makes all of this happen. X-Men is the genesis of literally every franchise that happens after it. While Blade is like good, and I actually really do enjoy Blade still. I, I actually kind of like all three of them, but the first one is pretty great in its on its own. Like it informs cre- like creatively the people that will go on to make these movies. They see this because a lot of those guys are involved with shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Going forward, they're they're involved in Blade and the production and the direction and the writing. So they they become comic book movie purveyors. Like they just make these things. So it starts with Blade, but X Men is the kicks the door off the hinges like no these are a thing now yeah i kind of i guess i was kind of getting at where i think i I equate blade to like if we go like a little sportsy with it blade is the 96 season for the red wings they had all the wins they did all the best things and it gets swept in the finals x-men is the stanley cup victory x-men is the holy crap everyone can watch this movie and it's really fun yeah but it has its detriments in my opinion holly berry for example let's be uh, let's be nice toad that's that's not her fault okay toad that's still it's it's not great i'm not saying the movie is great no i'm not, not. Uh, no but, yeah you know for all the problems it has it did the one thing right in making a super interesting comic book film they're like man we got all these characters let's make them do stuff and they did and mm-hmm. they did it pretty well like it's a good movie i and think that's it's still what, good i think x-men worked that way just in general because it's like if you think of like what are x okay there are all these different people with way different things about each individual you know, person that has, like, a mutation. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of something for everybody there. And then they're out, like, in the real world, and it's dealing with... It's not just this, like, alternate universe. They're the island of misfit toys. Exactly. (laughs) That's why I think... I I think that's why X-Men, especially, like, happening at that time, that movie, was the perfect storm. Because that's, like, the perfect way to introduce, like, the masses into superheroes which like we said at the beginning like people who don't really read com- like more people see these movies and know about superheroes and stuff like that through movies as opposed to co- actual comic books the biggest know? defense i can make for x-men is that it only has like one and a half matrixy moments in it and that is like a huge plus because yeah. every fucking movie was trying to be the matrix at in 2000 time, yeah. yeah so to its eternal credit it didn't go full matrix like it has it has elements but it's not all the way there so that's x-men is a fine jumping off point for this though before i move any further though i want to turn to local x-men expert roger who has been absent for this show where where do you stand on x-men one i thought it was a good jumping point into the series and let me we talk about the blade runner or blade runner sorry blade um (laughs) that i thought if blade see the thing is is if they were marketed as a comic book movie i would feel more strongly about it I didn't know it was a comic book movie until my older brother actually told Most me. Most people didn't. I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, me and neither. I actually read comics then. Like. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, going back to X-Men 1, um, or the original X-Men, I thought Brian Singer did a really good job of setting up what X-Men was going to be, and they didn't go... They didn't go with the classic, you know, here's Beast, Angel, Iceman, Cyclops, and Jean Grey. a bunch of those characters suck. I mean, yeah, you know, exactly. It's Angel. Angel flies. Who fucking cares? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And, you know, the way Beast was introduced was... You know, you don't see Beast, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Kelsey Grammer? You know, no, Kelsey Grammer, but the original Beast was Big-Footed, Big-Hand. Right, they, yeah. You know, so they took the most popular characters, somehow made it work in terms of giving them ample screen time, and yeah. And I thought it was really good. I thought it was a good introduction, and it kind of set forth to, I mean, X-Men 3 is you know, atrocity, which we'll get to probably sooner or later, but yeah. I mean, the X-Men, I thought X-Men, the original X-Men movie really set the table for what was to come. 
so then we go. I'm going to jump a few years here because the rest of 2000 is just you know quote unquote original comic book properties like the specials and Unbreakable. But I don't think Unbreakable needs to be in this conversation because it's not uh, like <laughs> all right. Wait, okay, go it's ahead. Not, okay, I kind of want to give a little bit, a little shout out to Unbreakable in this because it is. It is a bare bones comic book story. It is like it's set around that kind of narrative. There is a, a villain and there is a hero. I don't if people haven't seen this movie, I don't want to give anything away because I actually feel like it's a good thing to watch. Um, no, it is. It is. I think that movie is actually excellent in informing again further critical uh, critical acceptance for how these movies are becoming more popular because it does a lot to set this up as like, no, these are stories that people want to hear the stories of good versus evil. And, you know, man triumphing overall, like that's the kind of thing that is becoming more prevalent now in these movies and a movie like unbreakable, which is just wrapped up as it's not a superhero movie, but it is like, 100%, it's, just, yeah. it's disguised as one, you know, it's uh it's worth, it's worth viewing and it's worth talking about at least for a second because it, it does a lot to uh, again, further the, cultural investment and the critical investment in you know these stories that are going to be coming forward from that okay so now i want to jump because we're, we're we're dragging a little bit here but i do want to okay i mean it's 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 worth mentioning some of this stuff though because it does it does set up a whole lot of what's to come like these are important touchstones in ways because because there are no there are still no quote-unquote superhero movies like we have x-men now and we've had Batman's, even though Batman's on hiatus. But there are still, like you said, well, we he's have in little, movie jail. We have little touch. <laughs> we have little tiny pebbles of things being thrown at stuff. Because, like, what else comes out around this time? Well, okay, so let's get into it. Because this is this is where the movies break. Because Spider Man comes out in two thousand two, right? Yeah, and Spider Man makes all of the money, and everybody loves it. Deservedly, it's it makes eight hundred and twenty one million dollars in its initial run, and it is, in my opinion, one of the better movies. I I will defend that. I think Spider Man two is the best daytime superhero movie. Yeah, well, like, I don't think many people are arguing with you. Well, you'd be surprised. <laughs> um, but I also think that there's, for me, there's three pillars in comic book movies. Go ahead, Lacey. Oh, I just hate Spider-Man in general. Oh, really? Yeah. Just, to I the character or the movies? Just the character. Oh, okay. I Why? I like Spider-Man. I, ch- I just don't like him. I don't know. I hate the sass mouth bullshit. Mm? I hate the suit. <laughs> Irony. I <laughs> hate... <laughs> I hate, I hate that he wears tight clothes. I hate the super. I hate the power. I just hate. I just hate it. I don't know. I just never enjoyed anything Spider Man. Yeah, it was cute. Good job. <laughs> one, one of the rare times I actually pull one off. <laughs> no, I think Spider Man Two. We'll, well, we'll get to it because then. Okay, so this this launches everybody in the, and their mother trying to make a superhero movie, but not knowing what X Men is. Oh yeah, because this is this is where we're it's off the rails now. Yeah, so you have a three year stretch where in this three years you got Blade Two, Spider Man, Daredevil, X Two, which I think X Two is the best. I call it the best Twilight. Uh, X Two is the best X Men movie still. Yeah, I think I, will, I call it the best Twilight superhero movie because it's day and night. I will argue with anybody. It's great. Care. It is a phenomenal movie. Come it at makes, me, Days of Future Past fanboys. It yeah. makes four hundred seven million dollars. But okay, so what I want to say about Spider Man, the reason I brought that up is because now studios know they're playing with house money once you make 800 million dollars on a property you can fuck around with whatever you want because people are going to try pretty much people want that experience again so from there on out there's like you take from 
before this point when I was making this list, it's all like 30 million, 20 million, yeah. 400 million, yeah. 9 million. It turns a corner. Then Spider-Man comes out and now it's minimum 170 million. Guaranteed almost in the bank. Yeah. Your lowest your low point is Punisher 2004 which makes 54 million. Because we had we didn't have them. This was new. Like this was yeah. ostensibly a new thing. Yeah, yeah you get you Hellboy know. coming out with 99 million, LXG which somehow made 180 million dollars. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> Yeah. Don't, don't go insider initials on. Yeah, I'm not. That's the way they marketed LXG. it. They were trying to make money on X-Men. Don't pull GM. Don't pull GM. It's okay. It's okay. Um, and then Hulk also comes out at this time, which makes 400... Oh, I'm sorry, that movie, 245 million. That movie should have been so much better. Like, it, you picked the wrong director. That's fine. He's a great, great director. I love Ang Lee so much, but God damn it, I wanted that movie the to be good. The first one was the uh, Eric Banner. Eric Banner. Right? Who yes, I will attest Lee. rules, and he's not bad in that movie. No, he's it's not. not Eric Banner's fault. No. Like, everything else. It's everything else's yeah. fault. Who like, else was in that one? Was, Nick who Nolte. Was the girl, Nick Nolte. <laughs> was Jennifer, Jennifer Connelly. Connelly? Jennifer okay, Connelly. and then the second one was Liv Tyler. And, yeah, Ed uh, Norton. Ed, no, no, no. And, oh, yeah, Ed Yeah, Norton. it is Ed Norton. Right, right. And now he's gone, too. And You know what? I'm just going to say it. I don't think this is a super unpopular opinion, but Mark Ruffalo has been my favorite Bruce Banner. No, he's, no, the, he's best. the best one. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, he the best, best one. I would agree with you. Yeah. Okay, so we've now Okay, so now we've entered a creatively dark time, the mid-2000s, which I think we can all agree that a mostly dead zone in creative arts. Is that fair to say? No, but it's if we're really talking, hard to make. If we're talking specifically about this, yes. Okay, but, yeah. so you have Spider-Man 2 comes out in 2004, and that's great. I Again, I'll argue anybody no, on that one. It's great. I, I see the train sequence where he stops a train with Webb and screams at the great. camera uh, there, for 10 minutes. I have, awesome. there, I, there are bad things about all three of those Sam Raimi movies. And the Rain first, drops the first, fall one, and, uh, my the first one does not. <laughs> the first one isn't as great as it was when I saw it. The second one is fantastic. And the third one was never good. But no. the the things that the second movie does right is so right that I cannot take anything away from it. Like, Correct. Alfred Molina is goddamn genius i texted I, you about that the other yeah day. i love him so much and yeah. he's amazing uh the toby mcguire-ness of toby mcguire is toned down a little bit in this movie yeah. to a to a level where i can tolerate it because he's kind of insufferable and, and just him and kirsten dunst don't hate each other yet right yeah just to be fair i always maintain that i just dislike spider-man but i did see these movies like when they came out and i didn't hate them like i really liked the way they looked because to me they gave me the aesthetic that a comic book with the bright oh yeah they felt like like comic they felt like a comic book had gone to the screen and that's what i really enjoyed about them you know what i mean so that's kind of what i miss about these movies i did like that we'll definitely get to that i want to touch on spider-man too though because you pointed out something and you reminded me of what I was feeling the other night when I was watching Spider-Man 2 for the first time in a couple of years. It is so nice to watch a movie that just ends. Oh, yeah. Like the Agreed. plot is the movie yep. and credits up. You're done. Yep, you're goodbye. not going to see a, a, a cut scene. Nope. You're not going to see a, a, a stinger there at the end. Nope. Nick Fury is far, far away. God, I miss that so much. Like it is just this <laughs> condensed story and like... And that is done full well knowing there's going to be another one. I know. You don't but have they enough. don't need to set it you up because they're making a fucking time. movie. You're making a fucking three-hour movie. You don't have enough of my time to add shit after the credits. Fuck like, off. You, I don't need to see set up. Right. Just give me another movie if you want it that bad. This leads to what I call the dead period because you have Catwoman, <laughs> Blade Trinity, which I think Blade Trinity sucks. Blade Trinity is better than the second one. 
Blade 2 is better. I would, oh, Blade 3 is better. Different show. Triple H is in Blade 3. You're not going to give any love to Blade 3? No, I don't care. Ryan Reynolds is in Blade 3. I hate Ryan Reynolds, but you know, people Blade seem to like him. Blade 3 wasn't bad. Parker Posey. Uh, I yeah. love Blade 3. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just, yeah Parker Posey in that one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jessica yeah. Biel. Yeah. yeah. There's a bunch of people in that Dude, movie. Dude, that movie's yeah. better than you think it is. I'm I telling you. Uh, maybe that. I need to revisit Blade it. Blade 2 fucking sucks, and I, you know, whatever. Yeah. Guillermo del Toro is responsible for part of that. That hurts me to say it. But Blade 3 is better than Blade 2. And then you have Elektra. Yeah. Which is a low point. We didn't really talk about Daredevil, which we don't have no, to. No, but it's, Daredevil is just... It's, it's important it's to Bat note, though... Spider-Man. It's important to note, though, that Daredevil happened because that comes up a lot when people started freaking out about Ben Affleck being cast as Batman. Because yeah. Like, they gave him a chance. He was Daredevil, and that movie sucked. That movie is a big mess. There's some production stuff behind that that we won't have to get into, but yeah, it's a bad movie, it, and then Elektra happens, which is a terrible movie. Yeah. I am a long-time Jennifer Garner booster. I might be the only one that has ever existed. Yep. Yeah, so that's fine. And you I'll, go enjoy her Jesus fucking, I ride for you forever, Jen, if you hear this. I love you. <laughs> But so then and you have that you're movie. Hear is, no argument but, for me. Thirteen going on thirty is a great film. Fuck yeah! <laughs> All right. Yeah. So then you have Constantine, which is probably going to be a point of debate on here because I like that movie a lot. Uh, I don't care for it. It's it not made two hundred and thirty million. It's not again, terrible, but it's certainly not the worst thing. Playing with house money though. Again, yeah. you know, it's DC Comics property. Uh, they know they're going to make money. Keanu Reeves <laughs> at this point is bankable as all get out. So you throw Keanu Reeves in almost anything, especially in two thousand five. You're going to make money. Then you have Son of the Mask. Oh, Constantine. I like Constantine. I do. I That's think okay. it's a good movie. I, th- I think it's fun. We don't have to talk about Son of the Mask, dude. If you're going to talk more than 30 seconds about this. this movie cool. Nope. Good. I was hoping you would be willing to skip it. I think, we've, I think we're just kind of dancing around what we really need to address here. which is 2005's Batman Begins? Yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> why are we even, why are we even yeah. trying to chase? Okay, because 2005 has uh, literally examples of what to do and what not to do at the same I know, time. It's pretty hilarious. Within two weeks of each other, you have Batman Begins come out. Which is fucking amazing, and everybody knows the Dark Knight trilogy is almost perfect. And then you have Fantastic Four come out, yeah, which is uh, product placement. The movie, no. like they literally have a banner of product placement. At I one think point uh, in the I think Samuel Jackson has a perfect word. English motherfucker, English motherfucker, do, do you speak it? Yeah, it's 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 garbage. It's uh, it's cheesy. They're skipping plot points. Where Batman Begins is setting up everything. Here's. Here's where we're going to come to the biggest contention, but I will go wait. ahead. I will wait until we get to the Dark Knight. I saw Fantastic Four. I just want to say this. Yeah. On a date with Ooh. a guy on a first date, and I fell the fuck asleep in the theater on a first you date. And is. he was like, I really liked it. What do you think of it? I was like, boring. And then you never spoke to him again. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four white people pick bickering at each other for two hours is not exactly exciting. I don't know. I watch Friends a lot. <laughs> That's seven white people. <laughs> yeah, but I mean at a time. <laughs> or six. Is it seven? I don't know. Um, so, okay, so after Fantastic Four and Batman Begins, which Batman Begins, again, 300, $374 million. It hasn't quite. All right. Okay. Go ahead. If we're going to start talking about box office, yeah. please do not let this be an indicator of quality because oh, no. that is not true. No, absolutely Paul Blart not. movies are successful. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, I'm using it as a, a reference point no, for. No, you're right. For what you're. The, the overarching. Uptick. Yes, the uptick yeah. of interest and money. But yeah. That's also. That's also due in, in part, though, to like increasing actual sales of things Like because shit costs more. Shit's going to make more money. The like, list this, I have is adjusted for inflation. Too. Oh, it is adjusted yeah. for inflation. You yeah. did not tell me that. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought I said okay. That's okay. Yeah. No, this is adjusted for inflation. Okay. So, uh, and then you have... Uh, so, after Fantastic Four... So, now we have a running series. We have a conflicted series. And then we have a bunch of one-offs in 2006. You have V for Vendetta comes out, which... 
is great. great. Yeah, it's great. I, I think it's okay. But that's another one that people would not, the average person doesn't know that that was a comic book. Graphic novel. Graphic novel. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. No, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge Alan Moore booster. Like I, I'm just saying. I'm a like, big fan. It's, no, yeah, it's another DC people, property, yeah. so I just I, I count it. Uh, and then X Men: The Last Stand comes out, which is a steaming pile of garbage. It's real bad. It's let's try to put Wolverine on screen for 104 of these 120 minutes, yeah, and it right. fails. It's, it's uh, and then you have uh, a point of contention for me. I've mentioned it a couple of times over the last two weeks because it recently popped up on Netflix. Superman Returns, which. I think is the last great standalone movie. Uh, we don't have them anymore because after this comes out, it's franchise. It's franchise city. Yeah, yeah. I it, actually, I'll give you points for that because I kind of agree with you. I, yeah. As a movie on its own, it's really not that bad. No, I think people want to shit on it really hard because of a lot of things. About there's it no that are villain, wrong. man. Oh, the he doesn't kid. fight anybody. Look, I, I understand that all of these are merited points, but the whole movie as a movie doesn't suck. It doesn't like from start to finish as like a what happened to Superman like it, coming jumping back in the middle of a story is excellent. Yeah, I don't want to know about Superman's beginnings anymore. I just don't care. Yeah. Like and just throw me in that fucking story. I'm totally cool with that. And do you know what we get a lot of in that movie that we haven't in any other movie? His alter ego. Right. We get a yeah. lot of Clark Kent. And that's a huge, lot. That's a huge part of Superman. Yes. You guys. That's can't important. Act like it's not like people fanboys get all fucking tied up in knots about the shit they don't do in movies fucking fanboys the shit that they don't do in movies but then they also bitch about the shit that they are doing and it's like well we don't get to see enough of clark being clark well you have smallville for that go fucking watch that though. why can't you teach me trust to me why can't things be like what exactly an image in the comic because it ruins my fucking mindset and then even when it is i quit and want more villains and yeah, fights yeah come on you can because have it both ways we oh, haven't had that in any movie you have you have spider-man which is overdoing it at times it's like let's do a whole 20 minute segment about Spider-Man right. being not Spider-Man or you have Batman where it's like fuck Bruce Wayne this is just a Batman movie yeah. now and then you have Superman Returns which everybody's like this is boring and I quit. I'm actually interested I like Superman Returns too. yeah I it's great too. yeah it. and it, it's worth a revisit for anybody listening I am it's interested on Netflix in right the now. story of Clark Kent alter ego because yes. it has like a whole thing because like he's not here he's an alien of a different world yeah. and him trying to assimilate to like a human culture is more interesting than just Bruce Wayne losing his parents like I know yeah. that shit sucks but like if I'm gonna do origin stories forever and ever and have to see have to see the alter egos of other characters Superman's the only one I actually give a shit about if I'm being totally honest I agree I enjoy enjoy the Clark Kent aspect too because he is like an alien Mm -hmm. trying to blend in and also trying to balance out these superpowers yeah and there's a lot of work to cover there Uh, so because of Superman Returns Superman goes to movie jail also Uh, Green Lantern went to movie jail at some point recently Batman just got out of movie jail with Batman Begins and we go into 2007, which is a graveyard. 2007 is, uh, I think, the last true creative low point for comic book movies. You have Ghost Rider right. starring Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Do I need to talk about that? Go ahead, Lacey. I enjoyed Ghost Rider. Did you enjoy it or did you ironically enjoy it? No, I just enjoyed it. I like, kind of I wa- default. I don't, I don't think I would go back and be like, I fucking love Ghost Rider. Okay. <laughs> but when I saw it the first time, I didn't really know a lot about Ghost Rider. And I was like, well, this is kind of enjoy. It's not great. I didn't think it was going to be like one of the greatest things in history. But from the time that I sat down and watched it to the time the credits rolled, I enjoyed that movie. By I the would. very nature of it being a Nicolas Cage movie, 
I enjoyed it. Because <laughs> Nicolas right. Cage is an American treasure. <laughs> pun fully intended. No, national treasure. Damn it. Oh, he's a national treasure. No pun. National treasure. I, Nicolas Cage is a a must-see. If, if he's in anything, I kind of just have to force myself to watch it because he's incredible. So on that level, ironically, I enjoy the shitload out of it. But it's a bad movie. And then you have Spider-Man 3. Now, hold on. Okay. What was the other movie you mentioned? The other movie I mentioned in 2007 <laughs> yes. was Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. All right. Real quick story. Okay. I went and saw that in theaters. I'm sorry. Yes, I am too. But Oh, I know this story. But I'm not. Story. Because <laughs> I, I use this quote all the time. <laughs> because <laughs> there was a very excitable bunch of people behind me. I'm not going to try to further the stereotypes, so I won't go further into this. But there was a lot of people talking in this movie. A lot of people. And I was, I was surrounded by... My friends were there, too. We were all kind of bullshitting around this movie because it was that bad. Mm-hmm. So Galactus shows up on screen. Galactus, if you remember in this movie, is pretty much a giant fucking space cloud. Yeah, he's a cloud. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this dude leaps up behind me and just screams out, Oh, that cloud going to swallow the Earth! <laughs> and it is the greatest thing that anyone has ever said in a theater of all times. And I've, I, will only, I only have fond memories of that movie because of the viewing experience. Apart from that, that movie fucking sucks. Okay, so I'm bringing these three up, including Spider-Man 3, to merit... They merit conversation in the sense that Again, playing with house money because all three of these make two hundred twenty-eight million, two hundred eighty-nine million, and eight hundred and ninety million. So they are cleaning up even on failures because none of these three movies is good. Period. Nicolas Cage might be fun, Tobey Maguire, whatever, Fantastic Four, whatever. They're they're not good movies, plain and simple. So two thousand eight. I have a question, really quick. Are those numbers the numbers that they like grossed at the box office, or are they the numbers that they made like above? the production cost it is box office adjusted for inflation okay just is that I'm domestic just box office global like global all right global box office adjusted for it's inflation. so funny to hear these numbers be so small <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah because here comes 2008 yeah. and 2008 breaks us as moviegoers apparently yeah. because now we have to see all of us have to it is apparently a u.s or apparently a global citizen right requirement that you have to mandate. see every mandate thank you that's what i was looking for it is a global citizen mandate that you have to see every comic book movie that ever comes out because Iron Man comes out in 2008, along with The Incredible Hulk, along with The Dark Knight. And The Dark Knight wins an Academy Award because Heath Ledger dies. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I'm not saying... Because it is a great performance. But he's so good. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can't see him at all in it. You're right, but it's not an Academy Award winning performance, except he died. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's, a st- it's a sticky subject. I'm not going to go too far down that road. Uh, Iron Man makes $585 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, The Incredible Hulk makes 263 Surprisingly, Hancock, by the way, as a side note, yeah. while not be it's an original property, it's right. a Peter Berg film, made $630 million. Yeah. Uh, because Mark, Will Smith Will is a Smith. bankable star. Bankable mm-hmm. as hell. Uh, and then The Dark Knight is the first one to crack a billion. It, it makes a billion even at the box office. Well, a billion, four million. Uh, it is... I call it. I refer to it as the perfect nighttime superhero movie. <laughs> what is with the dates? <laughs> because it, it's the setting. <laughs> it, it's on purpose. It's like... Spider-Man 2 is literally the brightest okay, movie you ever. You don't have to explain it. I know yeah. what you're saying. It's, just, it's a hilarious way to codify yeah. things. <laughs> well, because it's, it's dark as fuck. This is the perfect dusk superhero <laughs> film. That's X2. This is the perfect brunch film. This is the perfect golden hour this film. This is the perfect 5 a.m. commute to work film. <laughs> this is the perfect golden hour film. Hellboy 2 The Golden Army. Nice. Well done. Uh, and then you have... But this is, this is important, though, Okay, right? go ahead. Because this is the turn. Yeah. Like, this is the actual turn. This is the turn. Iron, These two movies. Iron Man, Iron Man, single-handedly. No, okay. And Dark Knight. The Dark Knight on its own, though, 
is revered above these other movies. It is not considered in the same class as these films. It is above superhero film them. Yeah, it's, it's a good film. It's considered by a lot of people like one of the greatest movies ever made. I've heard people say this. They are high, but it's true. People say this. <laughs> yeah, it's maybe a top hundred or. It's a, it is a great. It's a fine film. It yeah. is an outstanding achievement in what how to correctly write a story for this type of character. It yeah. is excellent. Yeah. I'm not diminishing it. However, the turn is with Iron Man and everything. Everything it's responsible for. And I mean this in both good and bad ways. Because this, this is the exact moment that I said to myself, man, it feels like they're going to just keep doing these. Because they, they did Iron Man, they tease a sequel, and then it's like, uh, I, I don't know, man. Like, I'm cool. Because they do it at the end of Batman, too. Where it's like, well, you know, maybe it's over, maybe it's not. Oh, Batman Begins? Batman, ba- no, Batman, uh, The Dark Knight. Like, it's it ends, but you don't oh, feel he's a driving finality. Off. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, like, there's no... There's no point where I felt like this was the last movie they're going to make. Right. This feels like a trilogy, I said. Mm-hmm. And this is where all of this, this this becomes a thing. This is the jargon. All of the, you know, the word franchise starts getting kicked around. The, you know, the words long-term goals start getting kicked yeah. around. Like, the, the, the sight lines are there. The fucking, the molds are all being pushed into place. Marvel is loading their magazines. Marvel is loading all when, of the magazines. When do they... When do they actually come out and announce that they are going to make standalone films for each, like, Avenger, like leading up to the event? 2008. About 2008. So, like, Shortly right around, after the release right of Iron Man. Right around Iron Man. Iron Man yeah. and, this is, and this is almost exactly where I felt myself check out. Like, I'm not going to pretend that I haven't liked some of these movies and I haven't seen a bunch. Because there are some of these that I actually think are great, which we will talk about. But this is what is wrong. Like, this is what becomes the problem. That these are no longer about necessarily making good movies, even if some of them are good. It's not necessarily about making good movies. It's just because we have to keep making these. Mm-hmm. Because now we are beholden to our gods and our heroes to be the thing that we go see every single summer. As a person who is not a longtime superhero enthusiast, I, I appreciate these stories because some of them are very fun. And I understand the principle and the need of something like that. Like, a you know, that type of uh, paradigm. But it's not... It's not right that this could be the only thing that happens. Like after these movies, it's all just this. Yeah. It's all just this. No, it is. Well, I mean, there's you know, you get your Watchmen. Uh, you have the Spirit. <laughs> uh, if you, that counts, you have Punisher Warzone, uh, which Punisher I think Warzone's a classic. I think is underrated. <laughs> I, I, I truly love Punisher it. Warzone I own is it. Hilarious. It is great. Yeah. It is oh, even the worst way. I, and I ironically back love to it. front chaos. Just yeah. destroy everything. It's uh, fantastic. And then you have Kick Ass. And then also to, pretty good. Yeah, I like that. Movie no, I, yeah, it's, it's a fun. good movie. Good fun. It's fun. Yeah. It's just fun. But is that enough? That's the thing. Like with was that Pilgrim versus the World based on a graphic novel? Or yes, is that just it was. Yeah. Yes, okay. it was. Is that is it enough though? Because like that's that's such a catch-all term to just say that something is fun. fun yeah. But can I can't I can't make that be enough for me moving forward with all of these movies because all of them are fun. That's the whole <laughs> thing. Like ninety-nine percent of these movies are a blast if yeah. that is what you want. Mm-hmm. But. Man, sometimes I kind of miss, like, not superhero movies. <laughs> like, I, I know that's, like, really kind of, like, hipster, like, kind of blasé to say, but I want to go to no. a theater one summer and not see fours, fives, sevens, sixes, twos, colon, this, right. colon, that. Like, I just want to see a fucking movie that is a blockbuster. Yeah, well, like, I mean, they just even don't happen now. It is yeah. at this point that it is now bleeding into other movies. Because yeah, you take a it's movie. It's going everywhere. No, yeah, because <laughs> Star Trek Into Darkness. Everything's a goddamn Star franchise. Trek, Star Trek, the whole thing is now, it's an action. It's a comic book movie set in the Star, War, or Star, Star Trek, Trek universe. Star Trek universe, yeah. 100%. Like, and it's. 
They're not even trying to hide the fact that Captain Kirk is a fucking superhero. <laughs> he literally <laughs> flies in Into Darkness. I know it's in space, but he flies like Superman. In, in fairness, Into Darkness is pretty fun. I no, like it is. It. I enjoyed. It. I own all three of those too. I just, I just said it was fun. I'm a total victim so of these. Like, don't term. get me wrong. I buy into it a hundred percent. You yeah. guys know this about me. Because then you have Iron Man 2 come out, and that is fun. Again, fun. Uh, dude, I'm just going to say it. Iron Man 2 is my favorite Iron Man. I don't care what anybody Really? Says. I thought I was alone. No, nope, Iron oh, Man 2 is my thanks, favorite. thanks, buddy. You're welcome. That's yeah. mine, too. Really? Yeah. Why you? I just, it's the one that I like the most. Yeah. And it's the one that really, everybody shits and, on. And if I'm being honest, <laughs> yeah. like, of all, like, of all those, like, Avengers movies leading up, like, well, I disregard Hulk, whatever. But <clears throat> I actually like Thor the best of them all. I think Thor is very underappreciated. It but, is. Um, it is not great in any terms, but I do think it's kind of looked over. Like, like I think as it's really fun. a superhero, fun. I'd say that Iron Man is probably one of my least favorites, but Iron Man 2 was one of the ones that I enjoyed more out of all three of those. Those yeah. Iron Man. Movies. I think Iron Man 2 gets a lot of shit, and it's probably because Iron Man 1 was so well-received that this movie got a little weird with stuff, and they were like, oh, I don't know, but... I don't know. It's fucking fun. Sam Rockwell is destroying that movie. Just oh yeah, every single scene that dude is in is just pure fire. Just like <laughs> he's the, great. He's he's going off, and then you know, uh, Mickey Rourke is hilarious. Like in a way that isn't necessarily intimidating, but kind of like. I don't know. That movie, I don't know. Could it, anybody it, else have played that role but Mickey Rourke? I don't know. I he was perfect for it. Like, he, he did it. Oh, he was so Mickey Rourke. <laughs> my, my bird. My bird. Yeah, yeah. my bird. I need my bird. Uh, this is not my bird. Yeah. Okay. So now we have five movies that legitimately none of them make less than two hundred and twenty million. No, we're 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 gone. Those yeah. days oh, yeah. are gone. Yeah. We okay. But this here's the funny part, though. I say this like it's a big number. These five movies now are nothing by comparison. Right. You have Green Hornet, which makes two hundred twenty-seven million, despite everyone hating it. Thor, which makes four hundred and fifty million, which is actually a pretty good movie. X Men First Class, which makes three hundred fifty million, which is actually a pretty X-Men great First movie. Class rules. Yep. Uh, Green Lantern, which makes two hundred twenty million. Which is a pile of garbage yeah, with right. a digital suit <laughs> uh, and a wasted Michael Clark Duncan. And then Captain America, the first Avenger, oh, rounds wow. out the end of uh, the Marvel setup movies with $370 million. Go ahead. That was one of my least. F- Captain America is one of my favorite superheroes out mm-hmm. of that little quartet there. Yeah. Uh I did not like that Captain America movie too I much. did not either. I loved I thought, Captain America, the I first adventure. Spent <laughs> I loved the feel of it. I loved the way it looked. That's why I loved God, it. I just thought it spent no, way I, too much time. I love the throwback. Story. I love being there. I love oh, the yeah. 40s. It's, it's, like, it's, I it's just, a, they did it beautifully. I, I think it looks it. incredible. Like, the way it like, looks is yeah. fantastic. The way everything is like dulled down just in that time. Yeah. Like, it almost looks like faded just a little the bit. The one-two punch of Captain America and then Captain America 2 are still my apart from a movie we haven't talked about but we will are like my favorite of all of these films the one and two captain americas i love i'm curious to what the other one is now oh, I've, t- we, I've talked about it yeah you know. yeah okay so okay so then the avengers breaks the world 2012 is the year of the comic book movie it is like the captain year i'm gonna okay so 2012 is the outbreak year for money making lacy the avengers is a movie that i loved yeah. I loved it. I saw it 12 Avengers. times in the theaters. I did. I loved it so much. I think I saw it three. I, I definitely didn't see it 12. That's crazy. But I saw it three times in the theater. I watched it on you know, DVD afterwards. I loved that movie. I thought it was great. But after this, this is where I, I hit a wall. I started seeing some comic book movies afterwards. and so I've seen some stuff since then. But everything we're going to talk about from here on out, I've seen very little of. So okay. I'm I'm just giving I'm telling you I loved 
the Avengers, and I hit a wall with the Avengers. Like why to, though? To me, I felt like that brought it all together. It was a great movie, but everything felt way too big now. Like, it felt everything too big. going forward after that was just too much for me. You know. So okay, I have a theory on this. Tell me how you feel about it. About why that movie is the breaking point. Okay. Okay. The Avengers is the breaking point because it is an event movie mm-hmm. that circles around an event where you know, because they've already announced that they're making infinity more of these movies, mm-hmm. you know no one's no character's life is at risk. There is no longer any risk that we may not get to see Thor again. We know that these characters are going to live on, therefore none of the none of the peril is real. No, the, I loved The Avengers. I thought it was a great movie. I had, I, I don't want to use the word fun, but it was fun. Yeah, use the word fun. It the was, movies are it fun. It was enjoyable, you know. That's but at just the, fun with more syllables. At the same time, <laughs> at the same time, I just was like, what else, like, what else can they do? I watched. Like, uh, okay, we're dealing with, like, aliens, otherworldly shit. Like, what else can they do now? How many more like, fights? I'm, I'm, I'm stale on this group. Yeah. This group, I should say, like with the Avengers and stuff, I'd never, I didn't see, uh, I saw Thor Dark World, which came out after the Avengers. Shortly after, yeah. I did not see any, I haven't seen any, uh, I didn't see Winter Soldier. Iron Man 3? I didn't see Avengers 2. I saw Iron Man 3. Civil War? Nope. Okay. I haven't seen any of those. I saw Guardians of the Galaxy, which is totally different. That's the one. Okay. You know? so, now, if I may say about, about the Avengers. Yo, hot take. Yeah. Avengers is not good. Well, I, well, here comes my hot take. I literally wept in the theater. I was happy, so happy. Yeah, like I was like, believe me, Jason. I remember you watching the. Oh interview. my god, a tears really in my eyes. It is kind of the only yeah. fucking thing you talked about. For I was like so happy. Like it was just it was well because it was everything I wanted. It was all, like these dudes are all punching on a bunch of other dudes, and I like that. I just like them bitching at each other for half of it, and then they're just going to yeah. fight the world. When, by the way, the Marines co- totally could have resolved it. We know that. Yeah, but they they you make that leap of faith. Because it's it makes a billion and a half dollars. I, I couldn't though. Um, this, and this is it. This is where I check out. I have seen a couple of these movies since, but part and parcel, this is the last movie I really went to. Like, oh, I'm gonna go see this. And now mo- half of them have been by accident, and because other people wanted to go, and I usually just go see anything because I really like watching movies. But I have no investment in any of these movies anymore. And the Avengers is what killed it. Like, so- this movie is fine. I'm not saying it's bad. If this is a this is 100 percent a personal thing. I just can't anymore. Like so, it, it got to the point where it was just too much. <laughs> okay, so we need to move it up a little bit here, but I want right. to I want to touch on a couple things here. Sony's like, well, we're going to make a universe too, so they make the Amazing Love Story. I mean, the Amazing Spider Man. Yeah, and that is a 28 year old playing a 19 year old, and anybody who likes Spider Man's like, well, this is dumb. Like I liked parts of it. I thought Garfield though was more in the in the essence of the character of Peter Parker as as a, compared to Tobey Maguire, like the kind of quippy, like I'm a little weirdo. He's a sassy bitch. Guy. Yeah, and that's yeah. more like Spider-Man. Like if I'm being fair, those movies are still bad, but I thought he was okay. I don't want to shit too much on him personally. Uh, and personally. Then also in 2012 comes The Dark Knight Rises, which res- wraps up Nolan's trilogy, 
which has a lot of jumps in logic oh, dude, and I'm sure a lot of problems. You know I what, saw though? that also. I'm also sorry. made a billion dollars. You know what, though? It's got Bane. And honestly, oh, that is enough. Bane. Oh, Bane is so <laughs> incredible. He is. Dude. No, he's so great. Tom Hardy is amazing. He is great in that movie. <laughs> he has and thighs that, attached to his shoulders. It's stupid. That, yeah, okay. I said, I said I didn't see a lot of stuff after the Avengers, but I did see the Dark Same year. Uh, the Dark Knight Ri- was it The Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, yeah Dark Knight Rises. Both in the same year. I did oh, see that, and I was excited to see it. I've been a big fan. I was a big fan of Tom Hardy you know at the time and i thought Anne hathaway was fucking great as catwoman yeah i enjoy her you know so that wasn't that was a good movie for me i really liked it a lot it had a whole lot of stuff i wanted to see and it's got marion cotillard who i love it's got tom hardy who i love like all these people that i really like and you know i do like that movie it is i do it is not you know it's not perfect it's not the dark knight which is better but this is still really good i will say i wasn't such a fan of the twist at the end with joseph gordon whatever yeah yeah well they gotta they gotta set they gotta keep it open in case they want to go make fucking robin movies now make a nightwing movie (laughs) (laughs) i just want bane to be in everything (laughs) like seriously but i wanted to be tom hardy bane tom hardy yeah just walk so 2013 wraps up two Existing over your podcast, <laughs> and now I am in the Avengers films. Look around you, my friend. <laughs> you merely record podcasts. I was born on them. I was born on this table. I was born on a podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> best quotes and scenes. Oh, that's great. Was a storm coming, Mister Wayne? Oh, it didn't look particularly cloudy outside. <laughs> iPhone says 35% chance of rain. <laughs> so, okay. So, now Marvel wraps up their their original like run. They're, they they make Iron Man 3 that somehow makes a billion dollars by the way. Lord knows how. Shane Black, a writer I love and have the utmost respect for. He did direct for. it. You are the best. I do not like this movie. Movie's I bad. never like this movie. I know a lot of people love this movie. This movie is not good. Stop perpetuating the myth that Iron Man 3 is good. You're it's wrong. Not. No, I own it knowing it's bad. Uh, and then you have DC like, well, we want to play too. So they get a walking penis director, Zack Snyder, and he does basically the Nick Cage Superman movie, and he renames it Man of what Steel, and he stars it with Henry Cavill. You know what? I didn't hate that movie, mostly because I like Henry Cavill, and I thought it was okay. He but is a beautiful was, man. I was going to say, in a way, like you like Henry Cavill, because I will give you that. He was a very handsome uh, yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, pfft. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even tell you. I can't oh. even tell you. I can't even tell you how many times I have actually like f- just put that movie on, muted it, and fallen asleep <laughs> to it just for Henry Cavill. I also really he is a like soothing presence. I also really like Amy Adams, but that's another story. She's a great um, actress. <laughs> um, but I, there's a lot of things about that movie that bothered me, but I also didn't hate it. Like I thought it was okay. Whatever. I'm gonna watch it beginning to end. I didn't hate it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. It's not a movie that I'll go back and watch over and over and over again without the sound turned off and Henry Cavill. If I'm watching any part of it, it's any time Michael Shannon's on screen because he fucking rules. That's true. Zod owns owns that whole movie. He is ridiculous. Apart from that, though, man, okay. Oh, I also skipped over X-Men Origins Wolverine because fuck that movie. Yeah, that's fine. That was a piece of shit, yeah. (laughs) Because in 2013 comes The Wolverine. Dave, you have a story about that movie. Do you want to talk about it at all? About well, how much I hate it? Yeah. You, if I'm not mistaken, you had a story about how much you hated the samurai at the end. Well, this is part of it. I mean, it's not the samurai. It's the flipping fucking ninjas. Okay. Well, let's. <laughs> we have to make we have to make progress on this because we are going we are running really long. So then, 
2014 and 15 is where we get full on. We are just in franchise mode, and they are cleaning up on us. You have Thor: The Dark World makes almost 700 million. Captain America: The Winter Soldier makes 700 million. Amazing Spider-Man 2 makes 700 million. X-Men: Days of Future Past makes 750 million. Although that's a great movie, I will stand by that. I did like uh, that Guardians of the Galaxy makes 780 million dollars. Dave gets wet. Movie. <laughs> Dave, I love that movie. let's stop there real quick because the next one's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that makes 500 million or 500. Yeah, 500 million. Is that, so, is that even in the conversation anymore? No, that's I not, mean, we're, we're not. Not even talking about. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry. Guardians of the Galaxy is the best individual film out of every single one of these movies we've listed. I will stand by this forever. It is. It is. It is a comic book property that no one cared about. Nope. Like at all. It was pretty much dead at the time that they made this movie. It is great. It is. It is colorful. It is vibrant. It is alive. It is. I will use the word now because of the prize. Yeah, it is actually funny. Like not like kind of forceful quip funny. It's legitimately funny. There are excellent scenes with people actually acting really well for the people that were cast in this movie. Chris Pratt is a bona fide superstar now because of this movie. As he should be. This movie does every single thing that I ever wanted from this type of film. A comic book movie should be Guardians of the Galaxy. Batman and Iron Man and putting all of the... You know, the pathos and the, you know, the darker interest behind all of these stories and characters. That shit is super cool for like 10 minutes. And then I check the fuck out. This movie does none of that. It's like, oh man, your mom died. That sucks. And then now you're in space and we're in space and it is fucking awesome. It's purple. It's orange. It's green. This movie never stops like assaulting you like physically with all of the shit that's on screen. But it never feels forced. And it never feels like it's too much. We're gonna that revisit movie that is in, so fucking good. We're going to revisit that in 2016 when we get there. Because so we got to get there pretty quick. Good. Uh, the next year comes Avengers Age of Ultron, which... Boo! boo yeah, I, I enjoy it for the fun of it, but it's a bill, it made a billion four. Because now, now, we're, now we're cooking with fire. Because now Ant-Man comes out makes $520 million. They have no strings. That garbage Fantastic Four movie comes out and still makes $170 million. That movie somehow managed to be even more of a piece of shit than, than the, the original, original Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. There's a lot of debate. There's a lot of shit to unpack because of the tough. whole production yeah. of that is bananas fucked up. Like, I know, but still. Yeah. So, anyway. Okay, so we come to last year, which is a weird year. Because you have Deadpool come out, which is the first R-rated one of these, and it is vulgar, and it is in your face, and it is, let's talk about dicks and farts and the word fuck. And makes all the money. And it makes $780 million. Mm-hmm. And now, because of it, we're going to get an R-rated Wolverine movie. And he says fuck a lot in that trailer. And even fucking Xavier says fuck a lot in that which trailer. Which feels Which feels It's wrong. so forced. It just feels It's wrong. so like, forced. I'm not going to lie. But now what we're having, and this is, I want to wrap it up here, because this is where I'm starting to jump off, because... What we're having is, let's throw something out. It worked. Now we're, the rest of us are going to emulate it. Yeah. So you have Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, which how many people at the table have seen that? I haven't. Which one? Batman, uh, Batman vs. Superman. Superman, yes. I saw Batman vs. Superman. What were your thoughts on it? It was a piece of shit. I agree. Okay, I cool. Loved, I didn't even say I it. will I tell you, though, I hated it. For, I hated it. And I, there was a point in the movie where I turned to the guy that I was with and I said, what the fuck is happening right now? I am actually... <laughs> confused somehow about the plot and why this scene is on television or on the screen. Yeah. But I will say I thought that w- and this is this is it for me. Honestly, this is the last thing I'll even say on this episode because I know we're wrapping it up and this is how I'll close with it. For me. This movie was garbage. I have not seen a comic book movie since. Um 
the, it sucked so fucking bad, but I thought Wonder Woman on screen was good. <laughs> I, <laughs> I liked her character. I did not care for so much the music that played while she was on screen. <laughs> it kind of made it seem hokey to me. But I liked, <coughs> I liked how she ended up looking. The only comic book movie I'm looking forward to, other than I will see the Gardens of the Galaxy sequel because I think that looks good. But I am looking forward to seeing the Wonder Woman movie, and I will see it just because I've been waiting a long time to see her get her own standalone movie. But other than that, I'm far overdue. I'm pretty much fucking done, and I hope to God that the Wonder Woman movie is good. I might also see Aquaman because I just want to see Jason Momo with not a lot of clothes on. But (laughs) okay, so anyway, I'm out. Oh, okay. So you have Dawn of Justice come out. It is universally disliked. It has 20% on Rotten Tomatoes, but it still makes $873 million. And then Captain America Civil War comes out. It is all of the Marvel heroes ever. It makes a billion and a half, a billion and change. I like that movie. I defend it. Hot I think take. That movie sucks, too. That, well, I mean, agree to disagree. I think it's <laughs> fun. I think it's... Like, this is a personal headspace thing at this point. I'm, yeah, it is. I've checked out entirely. I know... How many people loved this movie? I get it. Spider-Man was sweet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, fuck, I don't care. I just yeah, don't care. Fair enough. I'm, f- I'm so fucking tapped out. I just can't And then you make anymore. X-Men Apocalypse, which is bad. Still haven't seen it. Brian Singer trying to make his movie. And then you have, and we're going to end it on, which makes it hard to defend, Suicide Squad comes out. I still haven't seen it. You don't have not to gonna, see it. I'm not going to see it. You don't need movie. to see it. I have. I regret <laughs> it. I saw it for free because my neighbor purchased it. Right. Um, it is the biggest pile of garbage that has ever been put to film but it still makes 745 it sucks million because like I've, i want to like have an arena where i can see these and like talk a little bit more about them and maybe there's things that we're not bringing to the table for some of these movies well there is one positive now, that's though. what i'm saying though like i can't do it i'm physically incapable of making myself watch these anymore <laughs> i'm gonna watch every guardians of the galaxy movie if all the people are involved you know, get the Batista and the fucking raccoon. Give me all that shit. But I'm everything else. I'm totally done. I will interrupt to disagree because your opinion of Doctor Strange is very high. Oh, actually, I forgot about Doctor Strange. And Doctor that Strange also made five hundred eighty million dollars. Doctor Strange was pretty good. I was surprised. I went with that because other people wanted to see it, and I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll give it." Yeah, you and I went. Yeah, and uh, I was really surprised. It ended up being way better than I thought it would be. So, fair play to Doctor Strange. <laughs> and I'm not even going to read the list of future projects that are scheduled don't, to come out. Don't bother. I'll fall asleep. I'll just talk about the ones that are coming out this year, really quick. Uh, you have Logan coming out, I believe, in like a month. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two comes out this summer. Wonder Woman and Spider Man Homecoming and Thor three comes out this year. You, I mean. We're to the point now where DC is like, we're going to make all the movies ever. So you have Justice League coming out, Wonder yeah. Woman, Aquaman. No one cares because, uh, you know, I quote no, another people podcast. Care. People are still going to see this shit. Yeah. And they're not going to stop. That's but why they keep making them. The problem with the DC universe more than anything, and I know we're running really long, and I'm sorry, Roger, but the problem I have with the DC universe, am I getting Academy Awards played off? <laughs> Six-minute outro. Oh, okay. Um the problem I have with the DC Universe is they are taking the concept that I, the theory that I had about Avengers, which is because we know there's more coming, it's hard to believe the peril, and they are just giving that the middle finger because they're like, I'll quote We Hate Movies, 75 9-11s. Everything in these DC movies specifically is the end of the fucking world. Every one of these movies... The world is going to explode, except at the last minute. They, nah, it's not. They're playing catch-up, though, man. They got in the game I know. Late, it's, it's so bad, fault. though, it's and I have so many problems with it. And uh, if DC can turn back to making more lighthearted films, maybe, but I don't believe it. And 
Marvel, I just... Remains to be seen. Honestly, with Marvel, the reason I stand by them is because I've come this far. To be honest with you, it's because I'm I'm, I'm too, too pot committed. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm in. I own almost all of the Marvel franchise. So... I'm going to stick by Marvel. Uh, DC needs to impress me at some point. All right. So I stand by, I think, fairly rated. Well, speaking of being impressed, if you guys were impressed, hit us up with some feedback at overunderfairpod uh, at gmail.com, at overunderfair on Twitter. Uh, check us out on the SRD Network of Podcasts. Subscribe on Podbean. Subscribe on iTunes. and uh, Give yeah, us a rating on iTunes, by yeah, the way. Yeah, give us a rating on iTunes. It helps that us really helps. So, yeah, guys, we want to hear from you and we want to know what's up. So, uh, this is me speaking for the rest of the crew. I'm Dave Roldan, Excelsior.